What's up, Cobb? Nothing. I'm good. Okay. I just am taking them off because I know I'm going to come high-five you during the intro. So. Oh, wow. Oh. But you can't hear the intro start without them. I mean, you guys can. I could start it right now. Could, you know? <laughs> it didn't start yet, dude. You're fine. Yeah, relax. <laughs> okay, I'll put them on if it makes Everybody you guys more calm comfortable. Calm down. No, you do uh, what you want, man. I thought yeah. at this point we were far enough in we had a shorthand. You know, it's 265. I just thought we were being professionals. Today, I, 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 you are listening to a I podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the Ted. Starring the Ted. Start the starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. The podcast episode two sixty five. What's up? It's your boy the Ted Smith, the host of this here podcast, the greatest podcast in all the land, all the land. Uh, to the left of me, actually, he's to the right of me. Looking good. Uh, he's always here unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Asian markets rebounding today as trade tensions ease in the land of the Great Wall and rising sun. Closer to home, four new non-alcoholic beers for Matt, clean sheets for goalie Ted Smith, the professional, and a chance encounter for Cobb led to rising shares. Analyst estimates up forty one cents. Did Ted get his goal this season? We'll check in with Team Captain Alok for the real story at five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back there on the wheels of steel, get the studio set up, the headphones at the correct levels. Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How you doing, man? Excellent. <coughs> uh, yeah, so I have my, uh, well, our team captain. And then, uh, <laughs> see, Alok, you're going to fall into the trap. Now that we're here, nobody can dispute us. <laughs> is, that, is that how it's going to go? Yeah. That's not how I'm going to hear about it. Uh, you've heard me bring up Alok before. So we played this year on the uh, Flying Hellfish uh, Pub League through the ECS. So then we were talking to me at the end of the par- end of year party and stuff. So then I said, "Hey, you should come in because it looks like I listened to some old episodes. You were never the main center mid and running this and that." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I get, dispute. Lo- I get a little pumped up on here." And then I was like, "You know, I bet there's a few things I say." Because all right, hear me out. So Max, who's like the commissioner of the league, also our team sponsor. Yeah, even he said to me on Sunday, he goes, "Man, I'm glad you enjoyed it." And we're like, "Cool." I was like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, you could be kind of aggressive on the air and this and that. We thought you'd be." Super competitive, and I'm like, wow, yeah, I, I, like you're right. Like I always just think about me standing in here talking. Shit, but yeah, I just assumed everything on your Wikipedia was true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even have a Wikipedia. I don't know, man. I just it's crazy. It. Like the, our, our the men's room doesn't either. The men's room doesn't. No, we used to, and they threw us off. Wow, got kicked off Wikipedia. The w- word on the street is somebody in town in radio, not with our company, has an in there, and that was part of it. Oh, wow. interesting. Wow. Alok, do you know how to get get me back on Wikipedia? I didn't think I was going to get into politics this early. That's intense. <laughs> uh, all right. So, right. We have the season. So, the quick summary is I was p- pressed into uh, playing keeper this week. That goal is small. And there wasn't that many shots on goal. So, two clean sheets. We yes, go- we did you a favor. Right? <laughs> we go to a shootout in the first game. Make some big saves. We win. Hey, I obviously. I did not know. Hang on, you're blowing. You're blowing past a okay. lot of information, and uh-huh. I really need. I really. Need, I really yes. need yes. to bring this back a little bit. So Ted, he knows he has to uh, take one for the team, as he put it. So, <laughs> who shows up rocking the full Arsenal jersey, right? Because that's a team that does, never ships goals. Good job, by the way. Um, <laughs> if, cobble back this up. I, whenever I play keeper, I always wear an Arsenal top. That's true. Arsenal and top, long pants. I'm an Arsenal fan. I get to say that. So yeah. anyway, so. Uh, Ted shows up, he's ready, he's ready. Um, and if you've ever seen Ted in a soccer field, you will know that he does anything he's ever seen a soccer player do. <laughs> okay. So he gets in the goal immediately, just starts punching the posts. Like, boom. I saw that on YouTube. Boom, <laughs> boom. I know, I know where my frame is. I know what's going on. He paces the, he paces the area. He's ready. Gets into his two-point stance. Mm, he's there. He's there the yeah. whole time. Absolutely. What he's never seen a keeper do is, like, tell his defenders what to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> or ever say anything to anyone back there. So he's just in his own silent wall. place. And Ted, <laughs> tell me what you were thinking about that you told me about. What were you thinking about when you're thinking about the other players on the team? So, all right. So the first game, I was thinking about how hungry I was. Because I forget, Keeper, you have time to think. And then the second game, I'm just looking at the other team. So I, like, I met JP the first week. And I was like, I can't have him score on him. And then you hear from the sideline. JP is on the opposing team. Yeah, but he's a nice, like you all know each other. So his yep. daughter Sam is very nice. And somebody he goes like, Sam, it's time to get that first goal. So like I'm looking at the field, but like I can't remember how I phrased it, but I just want to look over and be like, that's rude. 
Like, don't say that to me. So now I can't let Sam score. So now I'm like picking out people I might like. Like, like I gotta stop him. There's one guy that always wears anything anti-Arsenal. Yeah. There's no chance he's scoring on me. <laughs> That's right. So you're like, I don't, I don't mind if somebody scores on me. Just not you or you or you or you. <laughs> Or you, or you. What do we say to the God of Death? Yeah. <laughs> so the feuds are getting personal. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But he's not communicating that to anyone else. Yeah. He's just sitting there seething. Goalie position time game, man. It's goal. all between the ears. <laughs> so at one point, there's a break. There's a breakaway. We have failed to defend. Mostly our fault. Could use a little more direction. It doesn't matter. So anyway, <laughs> somebody breaks through on Ted. Ted goes into the stance. Ted looks at the guy. Now, in Pub League, what you're supposed to do in that scenario, the ball's loose, it's in the area, what you're supposed to do is yell keeper, and then the guy's supposed to pull out of the challenge. Ted is not thinking about how to protect himself. (laughs) Ted is not thinking about how to protect this person. Ted launches himself directly into both of them. Yeah. <laughs> and whether it was, what, was he going for the ball? Was he going for the man? Doesn't matter. He could be committed <laughs> to the end of time. Yeah. He was not, he was not letting one go. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely and not. And didn't. So we get, we get to the first PKs. Wait, so this was essentially like a body slam? Oh, one, yeah. Like, WWE. What, uh, as he launched himself, the referee blew the whistle before there could be contact because it was too clear this was going to go badly. And then he just walks over with his hands behind his back, shaking his head and goes, okay, Ted, you got a yell keeper. Right. Well, the other problem is, too, is like, right, I haven't played the he position. Addressed him by name. <laughs> yeah. Like, Ted, Ted, can I call you the Ted? Ted. Yeah. But I haven't played in three years, right? So, like, I haven't. I haven't played keeper in years. You just wanted to feel your knee against someone's face. <laughs> I you wasn't just missed it that much. No, I just didn't know how quickly when I went to get it if I'd make it in time. So then I was just in that distance of like, all right, we got to introduce contact. Yeah, well, you've lost fifty pounds. You're faster than you remember. And, and the way and, and, and the way he's talking about it, it makes it sound like they were like fifteen yards apart. They were two yards apart. <laughs> <laughs> Cobb knows very well. I do what I can to win. So he lived up to the name of the flying hellfish. Well, oh, well, like there, no hellfish has flown <laughs> more expertly. So then we get to the penalty shootout, right? Two halves. Nobody can score because it's public, and we, we're just not good at it. Well, so, you guys got a wall in the net. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so, hey, Ted, we're buying you a beer at the after party for every penalty save. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what happens? First kick. Boom. Sl- not even... Comes to his foot, he's in his two-point stance, just gets up and kicks it away. <laughs> kick save, first, first just, shot of goal. Just, Dang, and just, look, and just stares down the, the shooter like, what are you doing? Right, now, hang on a look. I will also say this. I've sent a couple videos to my buddy Ben Tragavon, and he watched them, and he's like, I love how you clap in their face afterwards. It's like, some of that stuff I'm not doing on purpose. I'm just uncomfortable. And for people who don't know, former Sounders keeper Ben Dragovon. So yeah. you know, he's in a position where he can make some calls. Western like Washington that. Vikings Athletic Hall of Fame Ben Dragovon. <laughs> For playing keeper. Because he said you clapped in their face. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, like that, the hard clap? Right, like that kind of like, stuff. Let's go. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the pads hard enough, <laughs> it's audible at the halfway. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah 100%. Second, second PK comes in. It comes up high. He jumps up. Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Great, dude. I love referencing Dikembe Mutombo. Shakes his finger. Like, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I didn't shake my finger. Wow, the finger way? No, I didn't You gave that. him the finger way? <laughs> he, sh- he may as well have. It was Damn. metaphor. It was in the air. It was there. It was implied. It was there. It was absolutely there. Wow. Yeah. No, yeah. Ted. Uh, so then we uh, end up winning that shootout. Went to, went to the finals. All right, so here's the other thing. I'm so wrapped up, like, literally in just winning this shootout. You could see on the last PK, like, it's, it goes over my head or something. Or maybe I, I can't remember. But either way, I, I'm not positive it's over yet. It's, <laughs> it's not really until I see, like, art coming at me that I'm like, oh, yeah, we just won that. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I take it shot by shot, man. And I'm not keeping track. Did, did you shoot in this first game? No. Or, okay, got it. So then it comes down to the final. It was the final we all predicted. Yeah, same thing. Nil-nil. Uh, Flying Hellfish versus who? Purple. Bad news. Yeah, bad news beers. The bad news beers? Yeah. Okay. Purple. I know. We always call them purples. They wear purple. Mm, purple. I feel like nobody called us blue. Yeah. No. We were always really. flying Hellfish. <laughs> so second game, same thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of, lot of sun action. A lot of, <laughs> of sky Everyone, Everyone's very tired. <laughs> um, and so we come up with, okay, you know what? We're going to play fair. Everybody who didn't take a penalty the first time around. Take a penalty second time around. Great. Good. Who's right. first up? Our boy. 
Yeah. Our man. John looks at me, my coach. He goes, guess who's taking the first shot? I was like, who? And he goes, you. And I was like, all right. In, in the, the keeper gear, gear, gloves. <laughs> he gets gloves right, on. <laughs> lower right-hand corner. Goal. <laughs> Boom. Instant. There it is. And instant. That is there the goal. There it is. That's right. the goal. And then Cobb, I go down. I make the first save. Like, me and John are talking about this. At this point in my head, I'm like, it's destiny. <laughs> I scored. <laughs> like, we, we're going to win this Octo, shootout. man, it is written. Immediate. Oh. Immediate. Immediate. And then we're tied up. Finally tied up. You know, misses, saves. Amazing goals. Uh, there was one uh, brilliant penalty against you. Sorry, buddy. But oh, Paul's. Like, oh yeah, Paul. Yeah, Paul. Fucking rocket at that thing. <laughs> Upper V, lower V. Uh, uh, right. side, side netting. Yeah. Like oh. just dude, and it knocked over the whole goal. <laughs> it knocked over. The oh my entire. god. Wow. Yeah, I mean he rifled this thing. It was like <laughs> knocked him... over the goal. Yes. Well, there. I mean, yeah. That's not that hard. But, <laughs> but <laughs> still, I mean, it just it looked bad. I was just like, damn. Oh, uh, and I do want to say, before we get to the crushing end, Ted scores his penalty and immediately starts running towards the halfway line to celebrate. And we're like, Ted, you got to get in goal for the, <laughs> to make the next second. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, right, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, he's been <laughs> planning out the celebration for months, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then he didn't even get it. Like, he had to go right, uh, back, right back in the net. Like, yeah. But so finally, it's all tied up. Last, last shot. They're shooting second. If they score, they win. Oh, Ted gets a hand on it. I know. It was soft. Uh, Got one Paul on it, but not, not both. Cobb. Bent no his fingers in. back into, into the, into the uh, corner. They got it mm. in the league championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you guys came damn close. We were right Real there. Real close. And also, like, look, it's public, so we all get it. But I, I've told everybody at work this. I'm pretty sure everybody on my show, the men's room, is sick and tired of hearing my f***ing <laughs> public. <laughs> but I, t- I told my house to throw this. I go, you know. I'm fine with it. It's public. I go, but watching them drink out of that cup. I know. Because when I you win the championship, it. you get a drink. And then we had an end of year party that night, and that this team is just passing around their cup, drinking. And I was like, that looks awesome. And they all changed their Facebook pictures to them drinking out of the damn cup. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's like, awesome. It was like a team memo that went out. <laughs> Dude, well, the thing is, you know, I don't know that you want to win it your first time out, man. It gives you something to pursue. Like, now you can train harder heading into the fall. Oh, I'll be honest. I won it my first time out. It was great. <laughs> I like a low coming through the truth. No, absolutely. I won one of the Sporter Shields, won won the won the playoffs. Like it was amazing. Yeah. No kidding. Absolutely. Yeah. How many years have you been playing? Uh four, five. All right. Something like that. Yeah, so, and then we It's about ten seasons. <laughs> yeah. Ten half seasons. <laughs> and then we go, we have the awards banquet. That didn't go well. I lost two. A low lost one. I lost one. Farley won, right? Farley won. Yeah, Farley won. That mm-hmm. was good for us. Megan lost. Megan lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Farley was the only Hellfish to win. Yeah, actually, I got the feeling because you you know there's there's four teams, so everybody so I kind of got the feeling maybe people didn't like our team. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I had a private conversation with someone from uh, Chaos Cerveses, the black team, and uh, Wait, the guy. What's their name? Uh, Chaos Cerveses. Okay, got yeah, it. and uh, he had put a reasonably large hit on me earlier in the day and so we were just talking it over over a beer like are we cool yeah absolutely we're cool it's fine and he's like do you guys ever talk about us or me the way that we talk about the people in the purple team (laughs) 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 i was like no man you're good you're fine we love you guys i think the whole league hates purple (laughs) so what we figured out what we figured out is there's in every division every season there's one team that people just don't like for good or bad reasons. It's, there's just one team, and if you don't know which team it is, you're on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like the old uh, saying about uh, about a party, right? It's like years ago we had a Christmas party, and then the next night I'm out with the guys from the show, and we're having uh, dinner with our boss. And he looks at me and goes, "Ted, you were there late. Who was the drunkest?" I kind of look and I go, "Well, it must have been me because I can't remember." <laughs> Wait, so who so in the Mighty Ducks, who is the team that beat them for the that one championship? Like when they're on the road and then they come back. So the Germans The first Mighty Ducks? No, second Mighty Ducks. Because they like lose one and then they come back. Iceland. That's right. All right. So the purple team was Iceland. You guys let them win? So here's the thing. I'm I'm talking a lot of nonsense, but it's really just because we lost. (laughs) I didn't. I wanted I want I want I wanted that cup. 
I wanted to drink out of that cup. Actually, I don't want to drink out of that cup. We can be drinking out of it right now. I don't know that cup's We can be ever drinking been, out of it right the f*** now. I don't know if that cup's been washed in uh, seven I, years. Just, but. It has. And <laughs> look, you're right. I assume that if our team wins it, I get a day with it, just like the Stanley Cup. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And yeah. you're right, Cobb. Damn right we're all going to be drinking. Also, a uh, big shout out to Kyle. Kyle got me into that league. Kyle uh, took some videos, and mm. it was funny. Kyle goes, surprised none of your guys are here to support you. I was like, ah, I don't think Miles, Miles the Thrill don't care. And he was like, no, what about Mountain Cobb? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I told him. We never I go, got one they, heads up on I go, a game. They want to. I just haven't told them because I'm still so bad. A, and B, I was at work on Sunday. Ted, humor me, though. If we had the cup, where would we have taken it if we took it out on the town? Where do you want to go with that cup? Are we going to the Met? Are we going to a strip club? The top of the Space Needle? Ferry ride? Ferry ride? Big wheel, man. That's a good hiking call. up a mountain to All mailbox, like what you know. I feel like you get I've one ne- day with this thing. I mean, I feel like it's a championship cup. We got to take it to either Q or Aston Manor. We got to go to a nightclub <laughs> with it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Fill that fucker up with vodka soda. <laughs> Let's get this night going. Dude, noted. You all heard it. It was the fall if it comes around. Hey, Loke, you got to come. Oh, what? I'm there. I'm there. If you have the cup, I'm going with it. Like, absolutely. That's, so that's what we do. We go to the strip club. We recruit strippers to come with us to the nightclub with the cup. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. I think it's very fair the public splits up the teams. That's the other weird thing, right? So now we spent 10 weeks playing. We actually have a friendship and stuff. And it's like now, next session, we're all broken up. Oh, they reshuffle? Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. So... Sorry, yeah. Ted. Next season. Hey, you don't know that. <laughs> Sorry, man. 25% chance. I know I'm not going to be on John's team. <laughs> no. That's even if John has a team. I don't know if he's going to coach again. Uh, what else was funny? Uh, I don't know. It, it just honestly, it was a ton of fun. It was good. Uh, a look, we were talking this week. I was like, you got to come in. Because he's like, dude, I listened to a few of your podcasts. You're getting a little braggy there about uh, <laughs> running center mid. Yeah, was what like, was yeah. what is this thing I heard about you being the central midfielder? All of the play goes through you? What oh, you? yeah. He the linchpin of the entire <laughs> team. That's what I thought. Is that going on? That's like interesting. Well, well that was because the games were at 9 a.m. And the Loki, you weren't there that day. <laughs> that's right. I did not get up at 9 a.m. on Sunday to go play soccer. It's true. It's true. It's it's one of the things that makes me a Some classic stuff champions are made of, this. <laughs> not this season, it's not. Not at all. Not at all. However, the hangover I was rocking was definitely Because I bet so. you season one would have been at that game. That's all I'm saying. Nope. <laughs> You're also the only person that could have survived it, because that was the first weekend it was, like, warm. Yeah. And then, like, in between every halftime and every after each game, like, it's just a bunch of right, white people running to, like, the few couple trees. Oh, yeah, slathering like, sunscreen on. Like protect ourselves. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just out, I'm just out on the halfway line, like, drinking water. Like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good with you guys. I'm fine. I'm going to get heat stroke later, but. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. Uh, we got all that covered. Cobb, I feel like we got to talk a little bit about uh, Saturday. I literally have zero recollection of Saturday. Oh, We went to a massive party together. That's right. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. That was a great time. Dude. Yeah, what, um, so we went to a big party up just uh, south of Shoreline. Um, Broadview? Yeah, Broadview. And I thought we were heading to Broadmoor, so we were late because Ted and I met up at my place. And, uh, yeah, it was fun as hell. They had a, so there was, we had a couple question marks. There was going to be a live band, but we heard earlier that it was going to be UW students, which, you know, a live band at a backyard barbecue, okay, could be cool. UW students, all right, we're a little concerned. But, frankly, they started off slow. But after a few college sodas, they rock the place. Well, and they show up, right? And, I mean, I, let's just say what it is. It is younger-looking white people and one small Asian woman or girl, right? So they, they The start, saxophone dude looked like he was, uh, like, Filipino. All right, you're right. But it's just funny, like, they're young, but they're playing funk music. Mm-hmm. Like, the tall, like, white guy on the bass doing like, this. Oh, yeah. Gangly right. looking and white she guy. starts singing, and it blew my mind. Yeah, she was good. I went into a couple people inside, and I go, do you hear that? And they're like, yeah, it sounds awesome. I go, they, they look nothing like you expect. <laughs> and they were like, what? I go, I'm telling you, that song they're doing right now, like, there is no chance you're going to guess what that, that's what they look like. And I was like, this is, Seattle's just being Seattle. Dude, and it was a solid spread. I mean, we're talking about, like, you know, all, every kind of fruit you can imagine cut up. And there's hot dogs, hamburgers, steaks, like little, like. Bratwurst. Uh, yeah, bratwurst, like uh, a couple kegs, a bunch of different types of alcohol. Yeah, full liquor bar as well. Beautiful women, two, funny and attractive guys. It was great. There was two, what, I mean, there was already like, you know the giant bottle of bullet? What's that, a half gallon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there was already one of those. And some other dude showed up and there was two of them. And I was like, this is unbelievable. 
Yeah, full bar. I mean, that, that's a great part. Wow, right? I didn't even see that. I was just drinking those freaking White Claws the whole time. I definitely would have had some. Somebody brought sangria, too, a bunch of sangria. Yeah, there was sangria. That was a big, that was like a proper barbecue. I mean, I was expecting, you know, 30 to 40 people. There was probably close to 80 at its peak. Yeah, and some of the people I met last year, they're designers at uh, Nordstrom. So then Cobb and I are standing there, and Cobb was just like, oh, like, I mean, I'm sure you guys aren't judging us. And the one girl's not out loud. So there was a conversation about where we barbecue chic, what was our look, we're fine for this. And yeah. then they were hating on sandals. Yeah, but ultimately, Ted and I were deemed to be, to be both dressed barbecue chic, which pretty hot category of heading into the <laughs> summer. Yeah, so they designed uh, for Nordstrom, I believe, but not yeah. at Nordstrom. So I think they make collections and then sell them on to Nordstrom. So yeah, Zell- anyway, our fashion game was on point, which is pretty rare, I feel like. so. <sighs> I broke out the polka dots. Yeah, Whoa. I know. Yeah, Ted was flexing on people with the poker. I heard more compliments about that shirt than just about anything else at that party. <laughs> I can see it. And well, for, for what it's worth, too, I should say, Ted was in his element. I mean, I made one wander out to the patio, and he's got we, – we had talked about before we go. We're like, all right, you know, maybe we'll meet some women at this thing. He's just got, like, three or four women around him, and he's just holding court on the patio. They're all laughing, slapping each other, whatever. It's like, ah, Ted, Ted, Ted. In yeah, the man. zone. Yeah. He was in the zone. And then later in the evening, as the music's really starting to crank up, I break out a cold bottle of, of uh, Deep Eddy sweet tea vodka and just start passing it around to people. Oh, yeah. It was a hit. People were, people were getting fired up. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of J's moving around. Like, it was great. Yeah. Er, early in the party, everybody is worried about how old the people in the band were. Because people in college, some of them can drink, some of them can't. But obviously, in a home situation, it's very uncomfortable to check IDs, right? <laughs> and there's booze everywhere. So everyone's kind of talking about how, how old are they? What do, how do we handle this? What do we do? Are they driving? It's like, well, nobody knows them. Except they did have a couple fans show up, by the way, which is pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, nobody really knows them. So everyone's kind of just too scared to ask. So we sort of just, you know, let happen whatever was going to happen. And I think as, as we started drinking and as I, they started drinking, a, a nice sort of truce and, and peace was, was forged. And then the party really got popping. Across yeah. the generations. Um, I, I don't know about generations so much as I just feel like both people kind of put their the defenses went down on both sides and it was like you know what we're all just at a at a house in suburbia let's have a damn good time that is a good party and that's the other thing too is like again you know you hear college band and they show up like I, I like I was just like this is gonna be some weird emo stuff. But then they're playing funk. <laughs> I, I think of every college band as just being emo. Sorry. <laughs> you're, you're dating yourself. <laughs> <Am> I? <laughs> Very badly. I was thinking either that or Andrew WK shows up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that's the other thing is like after they finish, they take an intermission after their first set. Like I think it also helped them that like all the, all the older people like us who are already half drunk are like, dude, I really like that shit. Oh, like, yeah. People were being legit honest with them. They were like, really? Well, because a lot of people were around the corner from, they weren't standing in front of the band watching them. You know, their music was sort of flowing over the scene. And they all looked as you would expect college kids to look like very nervous and sort of tense with their shoulders up, whatever. I swear to God, like night and day, the juxtaposition between them at that point and them an hour and a half later, when I come around the corner, tall, gangly, pasty white dudes smoking a joint. Another chick is like, you know, taking a shot. I'm just like, ah, all right. Now let's have a good time. So they loosened up a little bit. Alcohol. Musicians. Incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the old Seinfeld line, right? Like, how are all these people getting together? Like, alcohol. The social <laughs> lubricant. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, Matt knows when you stop drinking, like, I mean, it's hard. It's going to sound bad, but it's hard to, like, get up the courage to go talk to people when you're just stone yeah. sober. Yeah. I mean, I'm an outgoing weirdo by nature, luckily. But even still, like, there's a lot of times where, like, I really don't want to socialize and, yeah, just become a little bit, like, introverted. Um, but I usually get too bored with that at a certain point. And then I'm like, well, this is where I'm at. Fuck it. Let's go say what's up and meet some people and hear some stories. Yeah. Well, and I think too, I think in a home environment, it's much easier. That's true. Yeah. Cause in a bar, you don't know. Ted, what was your highlight from the barbecue? Uh, correctly guessing what subject that girl taught. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And honestly, just pure luck. <laughs> she's a look she's like she's a teacher or whatever i'm talking to her and i said so i said what do you teach she goes yes so i think in my head and i'm like my brother he's a principal now he taught social studies so I go, social studies and she's like yes <laughs> like how did you know that but i don't have a cool so i'm just kind of like oh whatever but she actually went to college uh with Cobb. so they so anyhow, but like two or three different times and then like, like finally the third time she's like seriously how did you know that and i hit her with the uh 
Most people just think about math and English. Social studies often gets forgotten about. <laughs> Dude, I'm actually impressed you called it social studies, too, because back east, you guys call it history, right? Yeah. I believe only like the, our little pocket of the Northwest has the subject uh, of social studies. No, there was social I grew up in Massachusetts. There were social studies. Because yeah. I went to school in Massachusetts, and a bunch of guys yeah. all had history. I think, it, I think it depended on the school. There's, it was my recollection. What, what city were you in? Uh, I was in... Uh, well, I was in uh, southwest, southwestern Massachusetts, so okay, cool. so like uh, Springfield. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I stand corrected. I know Boston Latin; it's just history. Is there yeah. a difference? Yeah. No, no. Really. Okay. Well, yeah. I always I mean, thought, like, when you on got to the college level, there was a difference, and in high school, they were interchangeable. But do they I never went social? to college to test that theory out. I don't. So. I don't think they do social do studies I? in college. Social science? I think, yeah, I think, I think social they do sociology. Different? Yeah, they do sociology in There's college. political science. In their political science. Well, yeah. I think with social studies, they were trying to use a broader term so they could cover things like uh, movements of population and like some of the sort of like, um, yeah, some of the social sciences like on a macro level, not just history and historical facts, mm-hmm. but, you mm-hmm. know, just sort of the the liberal yeah that was my record like sort of in like elementary school it was more social studies Mm -hmm. and then and then as you got into we had like it's all the way through middle school okay 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 okay. and so i think it was history for uh, for us in middle school high school kind of thing but we had humanities in high school which i think was like a combination of english and social studies like two different teachers did you guys have english or language arts oh I think both. Because language arts also is a weird... I haven't yeah. found a lot of people outside of the Northwest that had... Yeah, that, I don't remember. ...than English. What did you guys have? Oh, that's oh English. Yeah, English? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. We had to take a language. So I took Spanish. But. Yeah, we had to take a foreign language also. Mm-hmm. But yeah, language arts was just English. And they just had some cool fancy name for I it. I took Spanish for five years to get to Spanish three. <laughs> I took... I mean, so I did this with algebra and Spanish. Uh, so I took Spanish one, part one for a year. Spanish one, part two for a year. Mm-hmm. And then I just took Spanish 2, like, oh, man. I don't know if I ever got to Spanish 2. Now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> You're supposed to have, like, two or three years. I kind of skated out on, like, one. <laughs> man, we all took Spanish. Why have we been doing this podcast in English for 265 episodes, boys? <laughs> man. How's the Spanish club president? Let's do this. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> How's I your took, retention? I took, Spanish Spanish I took French and I wouldn't be able to understand toilet. <laughs> My Spanish is weak at best. Por qué? <laughs> Why is it weak? <laughs> See, it's weak because I don't practice. I think my favorite thing, God, this is so horrible. My favorite things about Spanish class was like, remember you, you had that like recorder and it would pronounce things? So I just remember it always said, El Salvador, right? <laughs> so I always liked that one. And then I always thought uh, Las Papas Fritas, which yeah. is cool. It's like, it's, it's just French fries. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like my favorite soccer league to say in the world. The Bundesliga. Yeah. The Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, speaking of soccer around the world, last week when I was on here, we were talking a little bit because it had happened that day of the United States women's national team. Oh, them crushing uh, right. Thailand. I was right, and I get it. With goal differential, you've got to score as many as you can. I, I did find it, and, and I've taken some heat on both sides of this. Like, I just thought a couple of the celebrations by our veteran athletes were a little much. They were celebrating? Yeah, like Rapino scored, what, the eighth or ninth goal Ooh. and ran to the sideline and was like sliding around. And then Alex Morgan, she had five goals and at one point was like counting them out on her hands. I'm just like, look, I get the girls that scored like the 10th and 11th goal and they never scored one. They could celebrate. I get that. But I'm just saying a couple of them, I just I, thought it was a little much. But I, then it was like the opposite. It was like, oh, you're a sexist bastard if you think that. Like, uh, I would say the same thing about a man. And if Paul Pogba did that for France, people would hate him. Yeah, anything beyond goal three really shouldn't be much of a I thought Alex Morgan gave someone on the other team a hug and was like, I thought she was a good sport about the whole thing. Yeah, when she was balling. Uh, Car- Carly Lloyd after the game oh. uh, went went to the goalkeeper and, and, uh, and tried to reassure and, her. And said, hey, sorry. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. But my feeling is you're scoring, it's a World Cup. You scored a goal in the World Cup. You know what? He, that, every four years, yeah, the the eyes are on you. That's true, and the you number know, of people alive who have scored in a World Cup is very small. Saying right, like, dude, I, I you know can't, what? I, I can't. I, if you choose not to celebrate, I respect it. But if you're going to, I'm not going to hold it. Like, back. just like, that alone might make Alex Morgan one of the highest World Cup goal scorers of all time. Mm-hmm. With right, five and, goals. and I'm not saying it, it. Just it shocked me, right? Because we just had this conversation on this podcast, but it shocked me when I got home that night and started reading some of the comments, and it's mm-hmm. like. So, I mean, again, I would have this conversation if it was our men's team. Our men's team never scored 13 goals in the world. <laughs> I know. If they're no, there. They're not. But I just, I guess I was caught aback that it was just like, if you think any of this celebration was too much, you're a sexist. Like, no, I'm a sports fan, and that's my national team. Like, I think I get, I, 
you know what I mean? Like you get I, to have an I opinion will, on that one. I will. Yeah. I will say when uh, I've seen a couple blowouts in the men's World Cup. Uh, you know, Germany beat Saudi Arabia nine uh, nil a few years ago, and then. Uh, not this last World Cup, but the one before uh, Germany beat Brazil seven one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they were celebrating, and I and I did hear people saying like, "Oh man, really? Do you have to put in the sixth one? Do you have to put in the seventh one?" So I, I did start to hear that on the men's side, but then right. that was much more swiftly, I think, shut down by like, "No, of course." <laughs> yeah, Alex Morgan did make Wikipedia for her five goals, tied yeah. for the most goals scored in a match with Michelle Akers. Uh, Marta just today beat the most goals scored overall, yep. uh, seventeen. Already been updated. Kid. Yep. Shout out to Wikipedia. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just today. But, but Ted Smith can get a Wikipedia page. What's up with that? <sighs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what are the qualifications? Can't we just start one? For That's them? the idea. And like, it should happen. But it, it, it do they monitor? Did the friend at the station or whatever the other station like? Do they mo- are they monitoring it all the time? It's Is been there a red flag yeah. with your name? Seriously, we got blacklisted. Wow. Like we had somebody on from Wikipedia, and they were just like, "Sorry, nothing we can do about it." Like, you guys are syndicated. Like blah blah blah. Like all right, yeah. And BJ's they got a Wikipedia. Page. Yeah. Do you yeah. think now? Oh man, whatever. Have you, have you got you ever, a blue check mark? Have you ever interacted with like a hardcore Wikipedia editor before? No. No. It's. So intense. Like is the, it really? The, like, oh, you're updating your own page? Oh, no, that's not allowed. Your page is locked. I'm sorry. Like someone that works for them? <laughs> like, no. Th- like, like a vigilante? Pe- pe- people who have, like, admin rights on on Wikipedia are some of the most intense, like, where are your sources? What is happening right now? Yeah, I'm, honestly, I mean, it is absurd, but I'm honestly so happy those people exist. I mean, Wikipedia now is the most accurate, um, like, encyclopedia that humanity has ever had. It's 93% accuracy was the last I heard, which is absurd considering the number of topics and the depth at which they go. Crazy. Hmm? Almost unbelievable. I mean, it's really like it's on the scale of the Bible in terms of uh, uh, distributed works of the collective conscience. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, massive. I go there all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah, like if I'm going to look up a person, like I look up their Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes like there's there's like some blowback against it, I think, because it's gotten so big to where like there there became a point, at least for me personally, where it's like, oh, you're not getting the full story on Wikipedia. And so then I like go Google it and I just wind up on these obscure websites where I'm like, who the fuck published this and what do they know? Like Wikipedia is pretty legit. I should just stick to that. It makes my life a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, and Wikipedia is not without its errors. I mean, there are a couple of YouTube channels that do games on the interview celebrities, like you know, true or false on your Wikipedia. In fact, yeah. I was watching one yesterday, but at seven percent uh, inaccuracy, like that's still pretty damn good well, considering the amount of information that they have in there. If I, you printed it out, I can't even imagine how many of those like Encyclopedia Britannica oh, books. And I would think be. it's funny for like the ten minutes, if that, that it was up there, that like Kawhi Leonard is now the owner of the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, shout out to the dude as soon as I came in at the dinner. Yeah. That yeah. is honestly the best part about Wikipedia is when yeah. you get when you get that 10-minute edit the right after the thing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> like, uh, after, uh, is the, Steph Curry's dad now? After, <laughs> after, uh, after the game against uh, Belgium, Tim Howard, the U.S. goalkeeper, oh, yeah. was uh, the Secretary of Defense for the U.S. Oh, awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's round out the sports talk. Number one, huge, huge shout out and congratulations to the uh, Seattle Seawolves. That's yep. uh, two mm-hmm. championships in a row, back to back. Yeah, they have invited me next season. We go watch a match. <laughs> oh God, I honestly thought you were going to say they invited you to play a match. And <laughs> oh, I was just like, Jesus. Ted, dude, I'm your, I'm your friend, bro. We heard and about I flying support, hellfish. I support pub league, but you may want to reconsider. <laughs> These guys are for real. I've seen them at the airport, and frankly, those calves are the size of, size of my quads. I don't, if you had seen his two point stance in that goal, though, I don't know. I don't know. You might have changed your tune. I don't know. Uh, and then, right. We know. I know their mascot is a big fan of the station. Yeah, it's red. Red. Red, the chicken man. Okay, yeah. The yeah. guy that is that is a big fan of the yeah. station. He'll, yeah. he'll co- comment on my uh, live videos in the morning. Yeah. It, and his, yeah, and his wife was a rock girl here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've known Red for years. We re- actually remember, what was that, 20, what year did we host the, uh, the MLS Cup? Did Ooh. we host it? Yeah, was that our first uh, year? Yeah, 2009. All right, so that, I met Red that year because I didn't have tickets to the game. I just told a girl, like, hey, meet me at Elysian, and we'll have drinks before this MLS Cup. Uh, got completely wasted. Thanks, Trevor. Nice. <laughs> but I remember, like, 
Like, I, this first time I really hung out with Red, and he's like a Raiders Nation guy and this and that. And I was like, this guy's crazy, but I like him. Yeah, so now he's the mascot. A local yeah, might dude not from the this. black hole or hardcore. Yeah, I love mascots. Yeah, I I didn't know that, but, but just, looking, just looking at you now, I mean, people like who they're like. Yeah, it's like, obvious. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, this will be for a very specific audience, but West Indies. Score runs. We got to get some wickets, boys. Yep. Yeah. Yep, you yeah, do. That was, that was too easy you do. for Bangladesh. Afghanis- will- Afghanistan, kind of, kind of. They started off good. I brought up a uh, cricket World Cup yesterday to somebody, and I literally said in a bar, <laughs> "This comment came out of my mouth." Actually, Bangladesh is a massive cricketing country. <laughs> <laughs> and the bartender knows me, and he goes, "Hang on, did you just say Bangladesh in cricket? Like, what are you doing?" It's like Joe's like, "Oh, Ted's a cricket guy now." I I like that you uh, well actually cricket. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you tried to mansplain cricket. Right? <laughs> uh, all right, Kyle, we got some emails. Yeah. Uh, greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. Ted, I saw your tank top pick and immediately thought, wow, that's a lot of hair. What a fucking man. <laughs> you rock it, Ted. D-Rock from Everett. P.S. Hydration is greater than everything else. Uh, speaking of which, Cobb, we need to have a talk off the cast. About tank tops? About hair? About hair, about back hair and removal of it. <clears throat> okay. I just manscaped today. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to buy some clippers and have to uh, get the back in shape. I'm not, I'm not trimming your back. Why go, not? Go, pay, wow. go pay for it. All right, all right. Wow. Here's the thing. I feel I'm like. I'm asking you to wax it. Wow. There's, a, there's, a, there's a moment I feel like, okay, when, when guys are 29 years old, I think it's reasonable to ask their friends to help them move. Like, or when women are, same thing, like to move their whole house. But, like, after that, really just like a piece of furniture or like the odd, you know, like cupboard. But at 30, 31, like it's time to hire movers. In the wow. same vein, if you live with people and you're under 30, I think it's reasonable to ask them to trim your back. Maybe, you know. Cobb, just refresh. Shout out to Brent maybe, maybe give you a haircut. Or something. Refresh my memory. How did your couch get into your place? That's what I'm saying. A piece of furniture. Single mm. piece of furniture. You said after 30, you got to pay people. You're over 30. I'm saying if you're it. moving your entire house or apartment. Mm. I don't know, a man. Single piece he of furniture. He makes these rules, man. I know. Do, do, it's an what, opinion. Do, look, I have a hairless back. Did I ask you to trim it? No, no but you're not. I went to a hairy prof- as I, I went to a place to pay a professional to get wax. She did you know actually bad, a horrible job. You know how bad that hurts to wax that. I do because I had mine waxed like three three weeks ago. Six weeks ago. Alok, are you a body hair person? Um, do you have it? I'm Indian and swarthy. What do you think? <laughs> Like, are you looking at me right now? It's right. <laughs> a question that's coming yeah, the out. Of like, hey, hey, man, I'm not beard. like, oh, Matt, right, yes. I'll see you Saturday. Yes, what's hey, happening? you got it, man. What's I'm happening in. on this face is manscaping. That's clear. <laughs> Damn, cop. Ted, you got to get your people in line, man. Just <laughs> pay, what, pay the cost to be the boss, man. It's like, what, 30 bucks to get but your back waxed? But here's the thing. Wow. Right, but I don't want to get my back waxed, and you can't go to a barber shop and say, hey, trim my back. I'll pay you. That's true. That's not a, like yeah, it, where are you going to pay money to get somebody? You know what? My guy, my guy Brock salon. would do it for you. He's about to open a new salon called Salon Swagger up on Capitol Hill. He's got you. I got, I got a trimmer and everything. All right, thanks, Matt. Yeah, somebody's keeping this thing on track. My experience, <laughs> my experience with Craigslist is you can pay anybody to do anything. Well, that is true. So. But then you got some creepy guy from Craigslist trimming your back. I'm not Although, saying maybe I'm it's not better saying that way. Risks. <laughs> maybe I'm it's like a Q-tip. Risks. It's like a one-time use relationship. You know what? I bet if I just put on Craigslist or some random website, like, in capital hair, hairy dude looking for somebody to shave him. That's somebody's fetish. Oh, yeah. They're in. This is what I'm saying. They'll pay use you to use the word As long as they get to take the hair away afterward, yeah. they'll be into it. Yeah, that's going to be a hair doll waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Use the word bear in your ad, trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. Last episode, you read an email from a listener who struggled through some alcoholism and found a song. I can't remember the band right now. That really spoke to him based on what he was feeling at the time. He then asked you guys if you had any songs that hit home for you because of uh, your situation at the time. This reminded me of the song Nutshell by Alice in Chains. When I was uh, deep into my heroin addiction, that song was my almost security blanket in a way. I would listen to it when I was withdrawing and while really high and in both states of mind, the lyrics were so calming and soft, yet so dark and true. But also reminded me that I wasn't alone and this was well after, uh, this was well after Lane Staley's death. So it felt like a message from beyond to not make the same mistake. Here was a man, a famous on top of the world star who conveyed all of the same feelings I was feeling, but couldn't put into words at the time, all in one song. That song and the whole Mad Season album could have quite possibly helped save my life back then. Been clean since Christmas Day 2013. Keep up the great work, guys. Albino Matt. 
Oh, nice work, Matt. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, I will say the first breakup I went through was when I really got into uh, Alice in Chains. I still really like the band, but man, it, it, it is some dark music. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Alice in Chains was absolutely the band that saved my life when I was uh, a very young, very depressed person in my really? in my teens. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, down in a hole from mm-hmm. uh, from dirt. I just played constantly and just felt horrible about myself. But the fact that somebody was saying the things that I thought, you know, the idea, that whole idea of like music connects you to that whole out. Uh, a, a, Somebody you've never met is feeling the same thing you're feeling and can express it, and you can get some catharsis out of it was huge for me. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I would say very few human experiences are totally unique. That's why I feel yeah, like totally. books have been the same way. And, and, the thing about, and the thing about things like depression, things like addiction, whatever, you can, you, you can feel like you're the only person who has ever been through that. It can feel very isolated. <laughs> and then yeah. to have that on record that you just listen to over and over and just kind of hammer it into you like, no, it's not just you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or that there's something wrong with you. Right, right, right. That's exactly. a lot of people yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah, totally. To the best podcast in all the land. All the land. On how a woman can be a better girlfriend. God, I Uh-oh. forgot we threw that out there. Uh-oh. You threw that out there. I know. Uh-oh. Dude, I take some risks I, out I here. I don't think I heard <laughs> this part. Uh-oh. That was Cobb's question to us. <laughs> Dude, I took a lot of... Alok, I have a girlfriend that listens to the podcast, in case you were wondering. Uh, yeah. Uh... You can listen back to hear me squirm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I think so. Damn it, boys. I'm writing checks my body can't cash, okay? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, I guess the only way out is through. Uh, You need to give your guy some time to spend with his friends, not as a couple. If it's a trust issue, then it'll never work out anyway. Me and my wife each have our friend groups, and we have a lot of friends that overlap into a collective group we love hanging out with together. But everyone needs time away from each other. Just some time to relax and put the cares of the world aside. We've been married for 14 years and together for 21 years, and this has always worked for us. And Ted, you're right. Karaoke solves almost any problem. From your boy, Shannon. (laughs) Okay, I'll be honest. From the intro to that email, I thought it was going to be a lot worse than yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and karaoke is a euphemism. On how, how totally, it was like the. Now I'm not racist, but I, know, right? uh-huh. <laughs> I think though, man, I think that's any relationship, right? I mean, look at people that are in bands for years; like they don't hang out outside of that, right? Like you just you need you need personal time too. What? Maybe just people need to have their own life in, and be whole in themselves, and then they're better partners in general, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, interdependence rather than codependence. Right. Yeah. yeah. Why am I the advice guy? Right? I, don't want, I don't want to be that person. <laughs> You're in the middle seat. No, yeah. so, okay. no <laughs> woman. Is that, is that what this is? Yeah, it's crossfire. <laughs> okay. But also, right, no woman, no man. Like, it, it, I think the idea that this partner is going to complete your life and make everything happy for you is a little bit of falsity. Sure. I, well, I, yeah. that could easily be how a guy can be a better boyfriend, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, This person has a great name. Uh, to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. On tips for a significant other, male or female, I would encourage people to live without constantly texting one another. While probably a more prevalent issue among, among my generation, me being in my early 20s, I can't stand having to rattle off empty texts just to feel like I'm in contact with that person. <clears throat> I hear you, bro. I once had a girl go nuclear on me for not checking in on her until late in the day, the day after our first date. <laughs> what? Yeah, we, call it, we call that a red flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that the date didn't go well. Quite the contrary, actually. But I didn't feel the need to initiate a conversation when I had nothing real to say. Needless to say, I pulled the shoot and bailed on that relationship very quickly after this. Miami Jake. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes, too, in the beginning of relationships, like, everybody's so happy and fired up, like, you're texting a ton, but then after a while, it's like, yeah, it's going to slow down. Was that a relationship? It sounded like one date that nothing No, 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 I'm just saying about texting in general. Yeah, for sure. I just, I don't know who this Miami Jake character is, but I picture him having a cool life. Like, he's on a Donzi, cruising around, like, in the harbors of Miami. Probably smuggling some Two sort of words, drugs. Just like told the whole story in my head. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like white shirt, open oh, yeah. linen. Can, yeah, you know? speedboats. Can, can I tell you? Can I tell you a quick story? When I lived in New Orleans, um, I used to work at this coffee shop, and these two guys would pull up in convertible. Like, I mean, it was straight Miami Vice. Like, pull, like they would hop out out the side, like blazers, like pastels, like you know, alligator no shoes. Every absolutely, and yeah. they'd order the same thing every time, right? And I'm 19, and I'm very stupid. So, <laughs> so uh, one we time, got one time, <laughs> one time, the guy, one of the guys, comes in without the other one, and I say, "Oh, uh, uh, you know, where's where's uh, where's your buddy?" He's like, "Oh, my partner." He's like, 
he's uh yeah he's working or whatever and i was like oh your partner oh what do you guys do together and he's like <laughs> my partner in life <laughs> in life i was like oh right oh right yep dude i people have heard this story but when i first moved here right i lived on capitol like actually right by where i live now but on melrose right next to the highway so the first floor is cool, right? Like, my buddy Nicely lived down the hall. He does, like, fancy coffees in L.A. now and stuff. Joe's been to his shop. Actual name, Nicely? Yeah. Nice. You'll see. Have you ever been to, what's that? What's the fancy coffee place? Vivace? Cafe Vivi. Oh, I, I never know how to called. say it. Vivace. Yeah. So he's, like, basically, like, you'll see some of his cups are still up there. He's, like, one of the first people doing, like, the tree thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he got literally hired down to L.A. He opened up a shop down there. So anyhow, he's on one side of the floor. Uh, and then the two guys next to me, right? Like, we're all pretty cool. Like, we'd have, like, events and stuff. So on Sunday, the guys next door are like, hey, something's with our TV. And I'm like, dude, you can watch football in here. I'm like, no problem. So we're sitting there rolling joints or whatever. And the I said, well, yeah, I mean, you guys get it or something. And the guy looks at me and goes, you know we're more than just roommates, right? And I go, what do you mean? And he's like, <laughs> I it gets worse. He goes, well, we're together. And I go, but you're watching football. <laughs> wow! Wow! And the guy's like, gay people like football, dude. And I was like, yep, yep, sorry. Welcome to the West, <laughs> yeah. young Ted Smith. Oh, man. But you were watching football. Not in, ba- not in Maryland oh, anymore. God. Right? How bad is that? God. Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed you were willing to admit that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It sounds horrible. Painful past. Yeah. See, I actually really liked your. Um, actually, you've had two uh, sets of. Like gay people who live on your floors who have been awesome. At your last place, those two guys who brought all the awesome food. Second to last place, right? No. No, no, no that was no. my last At place. At the last place, the guys who brought all the awesome food. And the second to last place, the guy who was the homicide detective dude. Oh, yeah, with the little dogs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that guy was fascinating. Yeah. I'm good at, I'm good at meeting good gay neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, I saw my old gay barber today. That's how I know about his salon. And oh, the, nice. The back waxing. He's killing it. Um, he also just turned. We're looking for back trimming. I know. Dude, all right, so we've talked a little bit, I think, about the hot tub on the roof at uh, our place. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the nightclub in town. Oh, (laughs) that was craned onto the roof by a mutual friend of ours. Um, Well, (laughs) so this, so this guy, my old barber on Sanarchy, we went into our place and we're just like, went it all the way, and we're like, is there a hot tub? We need to know. And they were just like, you guys are coming in real aggressive. Yeah, a person we know had an apartment. Uh, he was managing the place and had an apartment up in the upper section of it, just off the dance floor. He also happened to be a DJ and bartender there, and had a crane put a hot tub on the roof for a short period of time. I believe it is no longer there, but he did well. <laughs> um, anyway, my barber now has turned his. Uh, he just moved out with his ex man, so he's single again, and he turned his. Um, bathtub area. He has a jet tub in his new place. Nice. He added two waterfall showers, two 12-inch waterfall showers, and then like eight different kinds of like um, tropical trees and ficuses and stuff like that and banana leaf trees, whatever. And so now he's created this like tropical sex den in his bathroom. Anyway, I just had to get that off my chest because I was the only one walking around with that knowledge. So I would love to smoke weed in there. <laughs> well, do a Hawaiian hot box? Yeah. A Jamaican hot box? Hey, boys from the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the land. land. Thanks for the advice on where to live in and near the city. I've already scoured those areas and found great options. Also, uh, I'm humbled by your niceties. I told my husband I got your advice, and aside from being embarrassed that I even asked, he said, that's pretty cool. High praise from an introvert. Nice. In answer to your Cobb topic this past week, what are some things you would recommend to men to be better boyfriends and women to be better girlfriends? For men, just remind them how infatuated you are with them and how beautiful, sexy you find them. Obviously, you shouldn't lie, so only save it if it's true. But uh, as women, we notice the slightest changes in our body and can often question where we measure up in people's eyes. Your reassurance goes a long way. For women, confidence. Uh... Also, I second both Ted's points. One, tell them when something's wrong. Even if it's, I have no idea, I'm just so overwhelmed, followed by a, can you insert something that will help you feel better, like a hug or space, not your penis, unless it's specifically requested. (laughs) That's good advice. Two, uh, karaoke is a great way to apologize or initiate sex 
or end a Wednesday night, or start a Sunday morning, or flirt on the way home, a.k.a. whenever. Thanks, boys. Yeah. That's Amber, a two-way street. A- it. A.k.a. ex-redheaded stepchild. Hmm. So she, she's not a redhead anymore. She's probably still a stepchild to somebody. Oh, right. or maybe I'm screwing that up. I mean, the redheaded stepchild, I feel like, is just a part of speech for like the the one family member that's sort of the black yeah, sheep, the outcast, black right? sheep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't know that it's a literal uh head of red hair although it may be all right moving on <laughs> <laughs> are we done with emails <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right matt let's check in hey, hey what's good what's matt Whoa. uh before we get to what's matt hey, hey what's good what's matt Whoa. Check out with what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Check out with what's happening. Uh, yeah, I had a great weekend. Uh, Saturday, one of our listeners that I've known for a while, uh, I just know him as Red Bull. I think his name's John. Yeah, it's John. <laughs> yeah, he's about to go uh, across the world on his bicycle. Which I just think is uh, rad and, you know, uh, insane level of adventure. Um, and so I'm pumped for him to go do that. And he invited uh, my girlfriend Tyler and I down to go hiking down near Olympia. So we went and checked out, uh, I think it's Mima Falls in the Capital State Forest, uh, which is a pretty awesome little hike. Um, it was definitely like the best marked trail I've ever seen in my life. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun talking to him about what he's doing, talking to him about, you know, he's going to document the whole thing on his Instagram out of routine productions, all one word. And, uh, so just kind of talking to him about that with the amount of social media I do. I mean, shit, I run like nine different accounts, um, that are all scattered around. So I was like, I don't know if I'm the best guy to ask about this, but like, you know, I've, I've got some knowledge for sure. Um, and then after that, we went down to Olympia to check out this diner. I don't remember the name of, kind of like right downtown that had some really good food. Um, and yeah, that was my first time really like in the heart of Olympia, which there's a lot of like punk rock people there, which I thought was cool because one of my favorite albums of all time, I have a tattoo from it, uh, Outcome the Wolves by Rancid, has a song called Olympia. Washington on it and that's obviously one of the like most biggest most influential punk albums at least of the 90s uh so I didn't know like did people like come here as like a pilgrimage because of the song or did they write the song because it's always been real punk rock I don't know I you know what to be honest with you I've only like I go down to Lacey and hang out with Sal but I don't know that I've been to like proper downtown Olympia either okay so Sal's in Lacey yeah He's Technically, te- yeah, it's I mean, a weird it, area, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's tough to but know. I've never been in like Olympia, Olympia. Okay, so um, well, I almost said Lumpy. This is I'm going to stay chronological, no, but bringing up Lacey <laughs> reminded me of another point. Uh, but so then after the diner, we went to Total Wine and More, and I hit the NA Beer jackpot. Now I have a few brands that I like, and like I always talk about, you usually just see O'Doul's when you're out and about. And whenever there's like Bex or St. Pauli Girl or Caliber, now Heineken Double Zeroes out there, I get really excited. So walked into Total Wine and More and saw like two sections of shelving like filled with all these craft NA beers and different brands that I had never seen before. Fucking PBR makes NA beer. That's wild, man. Yeah, I had no idea. It was awesome. I uh, got a couple other ones from... I mean, there has to be just a ton of research showing people are just like not drinking as much or, or people are quitting, right? Because it just seems that some of these beer companies have been around forever. And now all of a sudden, like there has to be some market research that somebody got to them. They went, all right, we need to start making any beers. Yeah. And so, right? I mean, like Budweiser always did it with O'Doul's and what was there? Sharps from Miller? Sharps is still a thing. Coors right. has had one for Klaus a while Tala. that I've tried. Klaus Tower's big one. Um, so I kind of like knew, I thought I knew NA beer well, because I've been drinking it for like five years or so now. Um, and there was just, I didn't know PBR made it, right? They're a big brand, but there's also these like microbreweries that just do NA beers. Uh, I got one from a thing called Bravis and one from something called uh, Surreal. 
And there was one other one, but Surreal's was called like Hell Razor. And I was like, who's raising hell on NA beers? But it was delicious. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, I was like a kid in a candy store. Um, and so speaking of Lacey, that was technically, it was like in the Olympia Lacey border. And I always hear small town people like talk shit about the big city and our traffic issues. <laughs> and getting on the freeway was like a one lane road with like over a mile backup. And then there was another entrance I saw on Google Maps that was even worse, like blood red on Google Maps, just like parking lot status. And I was like, I, I'm just the amount of times I've heard that where I'm like, yeah, small town living and not having to deal with traffic would be nice. And it was worse than anything I've seen in the city, even with all the closures that are going on right now. So, uh, Tyler and I ended up taking the back roads around it, but out there taking the back roads, man, we went clear around up to Yelm and up into Spanaway, which was awesome. All right. Um, because it was a nice day out and you're actually like moving and Mount Rainier was out. We stopped and got some blizzards, which were delicious and uh, had an awesome conversation that I, I might bring it up at some point on here, but right now it's like, we'll just leave that alone. It was, it was hilarious. Um, but yeah, so that was a lot of fun um, going on, going through that way. And then uh, somewhere in there, speaking of Instagram, uh, I run one for my nutrition coaching called Nutrition Made Fun, which you can check out. I just post a lot of like tips and tricks. And I sponsored this other podcast with the History Hyenas that I love. And I got like a wave of followers from them one time. I talked to you guys about it. And one of them was a dude from Tacoma. And like, right. he hit me with like History Hyenas references and one of the comments like weeks ago. And then on a recent post, he called me MCTP. Oh, nice. He's been listening to the podcast for longer than History Hyenas. So I wanted to give Blaine a shout out. That was a real highlight of the weekend where I was like, holy sh... Like, I, I love that podcast too. And I just thought it was cool that there was some crossover here in town. So shout out to Blaine, uh, speaking of the South End. Um, and then uh, Sunday, went over to my parents' house. It was Father's Day. Um, Dad didn't want to cook. Went to Qdoba on the way there to pick up a bunch of stuff. And, like, I'm usually a nonchalant orderer. Like, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. And my mom was there, and she was kind of ordering, but wasn't, like, wasn't exactly sure. And I knew what my dad wanted. So I was just, like, bossing those poor kids around. Like, no, we're going to need bigger salsa containers than that, all of them, you know, and, like, just point them out, ordering, like, eight things for the, with the two of us or whatever, Um but it was a great day. We hung out. We watched the U.S. Open. Uh, nice. I brought him brought him some strawberries from the farmers market, which are in season now. Ted, if you're, it's going to be over like in by tomorrow. Basically, that's my guy. Is, I go to on Fridays. He did not have them in last week. Okay, so it's still the beginning. That yeah. means okay, good. I wasn't sure. His stand was kind of sad. Really? Yeah. Oh, bummer. Well, I'm just. He'll be back in the game. Yeah, that means it's like the beginning of strawberry season, which is still like two weeks or whatever. But. Uh, yeah. I hadn't been to the farmer's market in a couple weeks, so I was like, oh, what part of the season are we in? But uh, damn, those things are good. I had a binge-eating episode with them this morning. Oh, nice. <laughs> but delicious. So, yeah, great weekend, tons of fun. And, uh, yeah, that's it. All right, nice. Uh, yeah, I, I saw my berry guy last week, and he had, like, a couple little containers, but the week before, he didn't have any. So I'm figuring this week will be the mother load that he'll actually have everything in there. Okay. Also... Alok, funny that you're here. Does this make me racist against my own people? I can't wait for this. So the farmer's market, <laughs> I'm walking around the corner. and I'm there's not a, racist, but. <laughs> well, there's a big sign. Well, first of all, you can't be racist against white people, so. All right. Oh, yeah. controversy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see a big sign that says non-bread, right? Okay. So the IPL fan in me, I love non-bread to tandoori chicken. <laughs> I'm fired up. Sure, that all goes together. <laughs> right? <laughs> But I walk around the corner, and then it's, it's just white, it's just white kids listening to Oasis, and I don't. It's important that it was Oasis, and mm -hmm. I like Oasis, but mm -hmm. I was like, it was in corner shop. I was like, nope, <laughs> not going in. No. So you were going to go to the non-bread stall, correct? But it was all a bunch. It was of all white Americans listening to Oasis, listening to Oasis, and I didn't feel and, right about it. Uh, what were they? Were they offering just like pita bread, or was it actual non-bread? I didn't even stop. They were like dancing with the tongs and like no. to Oasis. It just, I, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And I just went, I can't stop. So that. I feel two ways about this. Okay, <laughs> one, uh, obviously cultural appropriation is terrible. <laughs> two, thank God we're finally getting white people to do our work for us. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's, yes. it's been past time. Yeah, we'll hire your dumb college kids to flip bread. Great. Yeah, I'm going on a cruise. <laughs> yeah, you might. It just, I don't know. I was like, are they running this stand on their own? Who's in charge here, kids? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, I guess. So I'm going to say yes and no and no and no. Yeah. What's well, about that time, anyhow? Boo, 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 boo. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Is Mitch good? Yeah. Okay, good. Because he loves cooking. Yeah. But it's Father's Day. He don't want to cook. It's Father's Day. There's only four of us, so it wasn't like a big to-do. I think he likes having a crowd to entertain, to boss around, to show all the things to. We all know about it. You know, I'm the only one that doesn't live there going over. So, like, Mom and Tim are used to it. For me, you know, I used to live there. I know him. Yeah, it wasn't a big. I got you. Yeah. Also, as far as those strawberries go, you end up up north a lot. You can actually stop in and buy a, them by the bucket. They sell five gallon buckets of them, dude. They they don't they don't last like the roided out yeah, GMO ones at the at the store. Freeze them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or you can make jam or whatever. Yeah, uh, whatever you're into. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> since you have a lot of free time. <laughs> yeah, thanks, dude. Uh, you got two jobs. You probably have time to jam stuff. Yeah. yeah. So the cob, they're really getting into canning. Uh, this season. So, um, let me try my new pickled radish. My friend from Mount Vernon did just call me while I was doing what's madness. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> so we're, maybe we're, uh, when this podcast, com- pa- podcast comes out, what, like two or three days it's away from be the, the official day start of summer? before the start. Actually, midnight tonight when you're listening to this. Okay, there you wow. go. So, yeah, the, uh, the summer solstice. So, it's about to be summer. Uh, Obviously, summer's a busy time, but I feel like I'm going to have like a couple random weekends, whatever. I'm trying to plan out my summer schedule. So, uh, and this can be things that are 30 seconds long or take a whole day. But the cop topic this week is what is something that everyone should experience at least once in their lifetime? What is something that everyone should experience at least once in their lifetime? Feel free to email us, literally the word email at thepodcast.com. They come straight to me. And uh, it can be something as simple as chasing down the ice cream man and getting an ice cream on a hot summer's day or as complicated as whatever you're into. Everyone may not agree with this. And our boy Steve Rock told me it the first time I experienced it. And after experiencing it and having experienced it multiple times, and today I was cleaning out my shower and the the drain cover thing for my girlfriend's hair is still stained pink from the last time I did it. (laughs) You gotta see Guar live. <laughs> you gotta. Steve was like, Grandma, Grandma needs to see Guar. And I was like, Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited, man. And afterwards, I went up, I was like, You goddamn right she does. Guar live. Yeah, okay. even Are if they you don't like the music, they scene? usually play October. They usually do like okay. pre Halloween tours and they come to Showbox Soto. And their music, first of all, for like heavy music, you know, the riffs and the drums, it's all pretty aggressive. But, like, the singing isn't intense, like, screaming per se. It's just, like, really gravelly and stuff. But they got some catchy hooks and stuff. But it's also, it's a stage show. The blood, the slime, the jizz are shooting off into the crowd. They're decapitating, you know, Kim Kardashian and Saddam Hussein. And the blood's flying all over you. It's just next level. Even if you're not in the front row or second row splash zone, like I like to get up into. And you're just covered in the stuff. Um, you know, you can watch from the back and be like, Holy cow. It's just an experience that transcends their music, which you may or may not like. Cool. Well, this is going to be very on brand as uh, <laughs> Ted's one Indian friend that he can ask all his race questions about. Um, but you should try riding an elephant. Ooh. Elephants are. Wait, are you serious? You're I'm just dead serious. Elephants are amazing, they are the all best right. creatures on the planet. They are gentle and intelligent and loving and getting on the back of one, riding one around a little bit. Like, in, in good scenarios, don't go to the circus. That's horrible. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah, it's, how, f- it's phenomenal. How do you get on an elephant? I've uh, seen that. I've wondered, is there a ladder situation? Like- uh, there, there can be a step stool situation, but very, uh, so very often um, those kinds of... Uh, uh, those kinds of things. E- elephants have uh, handlers essentially, and they'll and especially when you're a kid, which is which I was. I was like I think ten or twelve or something like that. Uh, yeah, just boost you on up, wow. get you up there, and then and then there's you know uh, seats, handles, like you know, and like a horse or something. Yeah, basically, yeah. But uh, it's 
slow, it's steady, it's, uh, you know, big sway side to side. And and the elephant will, like, play with you on the back and stuff like that. Like, reach a reach your trunk back. Just, Whoa. yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing. And they are the greatest creatures on the earth. And, that seems great, and, especially for kids. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and uh, the ivory trade should be destroyed. Okay, that's the end. The I was going to say. <laughs> and the ivory trade should be destroyed. Oh, I yeah, already yeah. like elephants, but I haven't been up close and personal like that with them. But I think they're awesome. And yeah, f- the ivory trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have heard the prices of ivory are plummeting because of all the fake ivory they can make now, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And the, the staining of horns or whatever with the red stuff. So yeah. we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to be in your secret clubs either. What? I feel like if you own ivory, you're in one of those like evil secret clubs at Yale or some, some stuff. <laughs> skull and you know bones. what I mean? The yeah. skull and bones are our yeah. elephant. Our yeah, elephant like skull. I'm just like you got to be like wealthy and like an evil person to still own ivory. Yeah. yeah, it's like the kind of people who go to um, what the hell was that movie? Hostel. You remember that movie? Oh yeah. It was like all those rich like bourgeoisie people would like pay money to go like screw up people's bodies basically yeah. yeah it's like those t- kind of people remember when they cut the Achilles like those people oh yeah dude I just watched a crazy surgery an Achilles surgery on YouTube oh my god dude our boys oh, in my Pound god. were there's a video out I think it's metalsucks.net Pound you know Ryan the Beard's yeah. band uh, who we saw last week you met him but he's uh, their band Pound's like this extreme awesome instrumental metal and there's a video of a someone performing surgery while listening to Pound yeah well, yeah. we just saw what happened with Kevin Durant. Like, Dude, Achilles surgery Achilles. is so real. Yeah. Because they have to tighten it as they're putting it down. So they're like sewing it together. Uh, it's like, I think it's for crazy. me, it's like tying a shoe kind of. My girl, like, that's my, essentially what it is. My girlfriend had a 100% rupture of her Achilles. Yeah. Ooh. It's last, so real. Last year, and yeah, it was. Uh, do you was, know which kind of surgery she got? Uh, I don't. But I do know that she got it playing public because I got her in. The oh no! Wow. She tore it in public. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. Is she between thirty-two and thirty-eight years old. Uh, sure. Let's say that. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, back. I'm trying to think of stuff I did as a kid. Like I would say going to the beach, but I think the equivalent if you don't live like on the East Coast, right? That's just what you did. You went to the beach, but on the same token, like being out here, there's. Well, in Maryland, there's no real lakes. They're all man-made. So going to a lake or a river. But I think for an adult, and I would say this to non-sports fans too, like go tailgate something. Like go experience just the culture. Like if you don't care about the game, that's fine, right? Like I go to concerts all the time where, frankly, not too big on the show, right? But I know it's going to be a fun time. And I just like, I like tailgating. I think it's the original festival. You set up your little area for the day. You got food. You got drinks. And it's a, it's a very communal thing. So I just think that's a fun thing, and maybe it would help uh, people that, like, dislike, you know, sports or whatever. Maybe if you saw the community around. And trust me, there's plenty of things wrong with pro sports, right? We know this. But I'm just saying also that community that builds up I think is really fun and would be interesting for people to experience. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I would probably say um, I if whether you are or you're not into – Weed, I would say, I don't smoke very often, but I would say either smoke a joint or eat a weed edible and go get a professional massage. You just, uh, I don't know, you like can feel uh, the, it's just a different experience. That's where I'm going to leave it, actually. <laughs> yeah, all right, and I got one more, and this one's very simple. But if you go to a place like Texas, just do me a favor. Try the brisket and the barbecue before you sauce it. Yeah. yeah, right. Seriously. If you go to a city famous for pizza, try their cheese. You can get other stuff later, but like, yeah, like try the meat, try the pizza. Like, yeah, try like, it. You're in of. Italy, like, don't put anything on your pasta. Like, try it first before you yeah. cover it in parmesan. Right. I'm excited to hear what the emails have to say about this one. That's why. That's Everybody, why I threw it we're out, all going to be updating our bucket cool list stuff. next week. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mine's basically go do what I do now. I tailgate, eat elephant. some food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be like me. <laughs> That's the advice this week, folks. Be like me. Now, you pick who the me is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this episode uh, 265. Alok, thanks for coming in. I hey, appreciate it, brother. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. Uh, for MCTP, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.